Welcome to the She Speaks podcast with Janine and Meredith. She stands for story, healing, and experience. We desire to create a space for women to have honest conversations and share their stories. We are so happy that you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the She Speaks podcast with Meredith and Janine. We are so excited to have you guys here today and have a really awesome chat. Yes. Thanks, Meredith, for welcoming everyone. So my name is Janine, and today we have with us our special guest, Marianne Lechleiter. And uh, so she's going to be sharing a bit of her story today, and I'm sure you will find it very inspiring and calming. Maybe that's the word I'm looking forward to hearing uh, through this. So um, Marianne, just want to go right to you and just uh, give you an opportunity to tell everybody a little bit about yourself business, personal, whatever you'd like to share. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Meredith and Janine, for having me today. I'm excited to talk to you guys and actually speak to somebody outside of my work life. It's great. Um, uh, yeah, so I, my, my career is in digital marketing, pretty primarily with international schools in Asia. So that's what I do uh, in my day job. And it's taken me around the world, literally. I actually flew the globe a couple of years ago, complete circle around it, which is pretty cool. Um, I am married to Kevin for, oh crap, 27 years now, I think. And uh, our daughter, Megan, is almost 23. Um, yeah, and um, I, fun fact about me, a few years ago on my birthday, Kevin and I became certified scuba divers, so we try and find places to travel to that lets us blow bubbles underwater as much as possible, and uh, yeah, I like, obviously, travel. The more I can use my passport, the better, and uh, reading is something I love, and I've recently taken up watercolor painting, trying my hand at that, so yeah, it's kind of me in a nutshell of where I'm at. You are very talented at watercolor painting. Ooh. I have to say, I've seen some of your photos and you're quite good. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm very impressed. I would love to hear a little bit about what your last year has been like for you. Yeah. With COVID and yeah, just life. Yeah, well, I think like for a lot of people, this last year has given everybody a chance to um, step back from a lot of their commitments, a lot of their schedules. And for me, that actually started in November 2019. I was quite literally walking down the street um, in Shanghai after being at a client's school all day. And I was exhausted. I'd been traveling for five weeks and I had just spent the last 10 years um, leading and pioneering for women in leadership in a church and um, going through, I can't remember if it was three or four years um, as the chair of a board of directors and a transition from one pastor to another during that. And it, it was a lot of stress, a lot of, and not to mention raising a child and in the mix of all that, my husband had a brain tumor. So there was a lot of things that um, happened in that decade. And I just kept going and going and going. And even for the, the year before this, this time in Shanghai, I remember wishing like I would, I would love to stop splitting my brain. I just want to, I don't want to have my day job 
and then my everything, <laughs> every other hour that I have kind of volunteer jobs. I, I just need to focus on one. And I didn't really know what that was going to look like. So just as I was walking down that street, I heard this very clear voice inside just say, you need to clear your plate. And I was like, okay. And so I came home and I, I resigned from being the chair of the board. That was a four or five month process of transitioning out of that. But I did resign. I quit Toastmasters. I quit another networking group that I was at. And I pretty much said no to almost everything else um, personally outside of um, unless I wanted to do it and and not in a way that um, not because somebody was expecting me I was exhausted from the expectations that people had on my time or my brain or um, just trying to constantly grow and strive to be better and strive to be a good leader and strive to be a role model I was just burnt out and so um, it took probably five months, like I said, to transition out of everything. But from that, and then, then just as I was transitioning out, COVID hit. And it was kind of like, okay, this is actually pretty good. Now I have an excuse like everyone else to just sit here. <laughs> and um, so that's what I've been doing. I've been kind of sitting. And I think it actually took, um, I'm going to say at least 10 months from probably my last official um, board meeting, because that was the biggest thing I was doing at the time, to actually feel like I had the brain space to be a tiny bit creative again. I'd lost all my creativity. I'd lost all myself um, in those last 10 years. So my last year has pretty much been just recovering and now I've moved into the redefining stage <laughs> of what that looks like. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing, uh, Marianne. And I think that probably a lot of people listening can relate to parts of that, if not all of it. For some, I think it's been COVID shut down. You know, that was what brought the schedule to a halt and yeah. made a lot of people realize like, what was I doing that I felt obligated to, but wasn't giving my cheerful yes to? And yeah. that's kind of for you is like having a space of time where you can finally come around and feel like you can cheerfully say a real yes to something that you want to do because mm -hmm. um, we can get so, so busy. Um, so tell us a little bit about like, so you strip it down to nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how do you start, you know, this whole idea of redefining and rebuilding like mm -hmm. what how did that kind of get going for you um I think it's been a natural evolution out of the recovery process and I would say that I'm just in the beginning stages of redefining um because my word has been intentional for this whole period of time um you you said cheerful yes and I like that I've been using that as intentional like I'm intentionally going to connect with this person or I am intentionally going to give my time or my brain to this thing um because I want to in let cheerful yes like you said so I think the redefining is just coming out of sitting and percolating in where I am and being okay with not being the person that is involved in everything, 
being okay with literally not knowing what's going on in any area that I used to know everything that's going on in. Um, and by letting all of that go and by looking at um, where I might want to explore something new, like the watercolor painting is kind of one of those biggest symbols of starting to redefine is trying something new and you know, we moved to the beach about five months ago and I'm waiting for my paddleboard to come because that is gonna be a new thing that I'm, I can't, I don't really wanna scuba dive here, but um, you know, paddleboarding is something I'm gonna try because I'm right here, so I might as well. And I'm just kind of thinking about where, what's gonna bring me some joy and trying to, um, be okay with feeling like I'm not a productive volunteer anywhere and being okay that God's probably okay with that. <laughs> so that redefining is, it's kind of redefining everything, redefining how I viewed my relationship with the church or my relationship with God or my relationship with leadership and what it means for me to be a leader now, as opposed to what it meant, you know, 15 months ago. Um, it's, yeah, a lot of it is just sitting and resting and waiting and beginning to explore right now. I love the cheerful or intentional yes. And I think um, just knowing you for the last few years, I've had the honor to just have, be in relationship with you and just see that, um, yeah, that you step into this new season. And I think it's been um, you've done it really honorably and um, really beautifully, and it's just been really cool to see. But I would love for you to kind of speak to, obviously, when you start to say no to create boundaries and create space, um, you kind of talked about how you felt totally burnt out and you knew you needed to make a change. How did you handle saying no? Because I know sometimes saying no isn't always um, met with positive reactions. Um, did you have any um, did you struggle with that at all or face any, um, any challenges? Yeah. No, I think the challenge in the struggle was the lead up to the decision. Once that, once that voice of clear your plate came, I didn't struggle with it anymore. Now that's not to say that every once in a while, um, over the few months in that transition period, I wasn't like, well, I should have known that. Or wait, how come I wasn't part of that conversation? And it was like, oh, wait, that's not my role anymore. And, and being okay with that. Um, I think the hardest thing was like stepping down from my visible role in leadership. And I think I was a little nervous about that, but I was so um, sure about the decision that the challenges were all of the mental struggles beforehand. And, and going through the, well, wh who am I going to be if I'm not this person anymore? If I let go of all this, who is Marianne anymore? And what is my purpose anymore? And if I'm not doing, am I even going to be pleasing God anymore? Because that's how I identified myself. And um, so there, it was that, it was months and months, probably even a year or so of that internal struggle. But the challenge of saying no, um, it wasn't as hard as it might be because I was just so sure of it and I was ready. I think if I had tried to say no, even just a few months before, it would have been a lot harder 
And it would have been, yeah, it would have probably caused me more stress, but it was just, I knew it was time. And I actually got to the place where I was like, I actually don't care if this inconveniences someone else. I don't care if they're upset with me about this because this is what I need to do for myself. And um, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a people pleaser. So I got to the point where I was like, I don't care if I'm pleasing people anymore and solving these problems or solving, solving what my no means to them is no longer my burden. Um, I'm here to support a transition. I'm here to, um, to engage in what that transition looks like and to walk it out and honor commitments, but making sure that, um, if, or it's not even making sure, it's more like feeling the weight of the responsibility. I didn't feel that because it, it was just so sure in my head that this was not my responsibility anymore and that it was going to transition to somebody new just fine without me. So, um, and as I look back on the last year, like the timing was incredible because I can see the difference between how I may have been able to lead during COVID, particularly with where I was mentally compared to how um, someone else in the role has led and it, it was just so the right time for it to happen. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was really amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Sometimes we just can't, we can't understand the timing of things until we look backwards and go, mm -hmm. wow, <laughs> they yeah. way, right? Wow. Yeah. Really what I'm hearing from you is boundaries in a nutshell, right? Finding yeah. What is my responsibility? What is someone else's? And what am I hanging on to that should be someone else's? Um, yeah. And those those healthy boundaries. I what I was hearing from from you as well is by saying no to some things, which again is really hard for nice it people. Is. Uh, it was it actually, is. Yeah, it's a healthy backing away from the people pleasing. And what, don't you find like when we say no to certain things that we probably you know, should have been, uh, then we're able to say yes to other things in our mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. so what are the things that you've been able to say yes to because you said no to the things that were feeling too much? That's a really interesting question because I think I would typically go to, okay, I said no to leading in this area and serving people here, but I said yes to leading and serving in this area. And actually I really haven't. <laughs> I've, I've said yes to myself. I've said yes to, um, I've said yes to just learning how to be happy again, or to find joy in, in days again, rather than feeling the crushing weight of like responsibility or expectation. Um, and I've, I've learned that it's okay not to be going full tilt ahead in all areas of life. Um, I go full tilt ahead in my job. My job is extremely demanding and wacky because of many different time zones. And I'm always trying, I was always trying to balance that with the expectations of my very high um, level commitment volunteer role as the chair of the board. And um, just, yeah, I, I basically I've said I've said yes to myself so far. I've not said yes 
to any, this is, this is actually, this conversation here is the first yes I've said to anything development, leadership, anything like that related in the last 15 months, other than some of the um, behind the scenes stuff that I'm doing with She International. Um, yeah, this has probably been my first put myself out there again, yes, since then. Well, thank you so much. We are so honored to be able to have you as a guest. And I think everything you're saying is just gonna connect with so many people. Um, I think it's so easy to get so invested in a role, especially when you're really passionate about leadership or women in leadership. Uh, mm -hmm. It's easy to almost lose yourself in the roles and the mm -hmm. things that you're doing and forget who you are and mm -hmm. um, even what you love to do. And so I'm so, yeah, just happy to hear what the last year's been for you. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people can um, take something from this chat today. And yeah, we're just so thankful to have you as a guest. It was so awesome to get to know you a little bit better too. And I hope, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed yourself sharing a little bit. Is there anything um, you would like to close with? Any last words of wisdom, oh. even for maybe people who are feeling burnt out right now? Yeah, I think that, I think my biggest learning in, the, in this whole situation, I think as women, we are trained to give and give and give, right? From a little being little girls, we're trained to serve, we're trained to nurture. And that for me translated to a lot of doing, a lot of giving and not often a lot of receiving. And when you're a, when you're a woman in a higher level leadership role, particularly in the church, you actually sacrifice a lot more than people realize because um, women in leadership in churches um, particularly around board tables or um, there you're surrounded by men and that's not that's not a bad thing I've learned a lot from from the men that I have led with but what it does sacrifice is I can't even count the number of times um, on two hands that I'd be sitting in a board meeting as the only woman and down the hallway, I could hear a group of women having a wedding shower or a baby shower and gathering. And I missed most of those in that 10 years because they always happened at the same time. Um, but you sacrifice connection with women when you're a female higher level leader in a church because there's just not that many of us with a seat around the table yet. So um, I guess there's two things that I would take away from this is if you're a woman called to leadership or if you're a man in leadership, look for the opportunities to give women a seat at the table because it's a really lonely place for women. They're usually outnumbered a lot. I've been in a meeting of 18 people being the only woman. So um, it's a really lonely place and helping um, bring more of us to, to around the table will decrease that loneliness. And I think the other biggest thing is um, just it's okay. God is okay with you. Um, God is pleased with you, even if you're not pleasing other people, even if your only focus in your life right now might be your job, or if your only focus in your life right now might be raising your babies, or if you're own, and you're not volunteering somewhere else, you're not giving of yourself elsewhere, it's okay. He's still pleased with you. You don't have to give 24-7, 150% for him to be pleased with you. 
I think that's really sound advice, Marianne, and uh, something that a lot of folks are going to benefit from hearing. Uh, so I thank you for being so vulnerable and um, and open. And thank you again for for letting us be your your first folks that you've talked to. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I can't believe our time flew that quickly already. Wow, that's been crazy. Yeah, it's been really really great and uplifting to talk to you, as I suspected it would be. And <laughs> Thank you again. And to all of our listeners, we just wish you well and uh, yeah, and, and find your, find your boundaries, find your, your redefining that you need now. And maybe decide now uh, how much you want to go back to normal after COVID and maybe how much you do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Prioritizing everyone. <laughs> yeah. Thanks ladies. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and listening to Marianne Lecklider share a little bit about her story. It was so fun to have a conversation with her and we hope you check back in a few weeks for another podcast. Have a great day.